This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Good morning and welcome back to another show of Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. Folks, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, give us a call here at 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. We have got a lot of things to talk about on the show today, but I could not do it without my man, your man, Tony Shore. Tony, what's shaking, Bacon? Well, it's been a great week, Travis, and I'm excited to be on the show because, you know, last weekend uh, I felt good and I actually got some things done. Uh, it was get out of fe- town. Yeah, I hadn't been feeling good the past week, and so I'd been putting off uh, some projects, and I actually knocked out like three big projects in a day. You know, when you do that, it feels so good. Oh like, yeah, to get those off the list, and then this week's been really busy. Uh, for me, how about you? Are you keeping busy? Uh, as a, as a, as a one arm paper hanger. <laughs> All right. There you go. You got uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I, I have, uh, I, I too know what it feels like to have a honeydew list that, uh, seems to be growing. Like, uh, you poured water on gizmo from gremlins. It just keeps, <laughs> and the more I try to do something, the more it just pops up. Uh, like so Travis yeah, Travis did. <laughs> my wife like actually Travis we did. we literally pulled and planted two complete beds uh yeah this and, and they were, these were not small flower beds so yeah i i got blisters on me fingers i mean it was uh it was digging pretty up crazy. flower beds huh? digging up flower beds yeah i mean hey it's springtime uh, the missus i'm sure i'm not the only one out there that uh missus gets to looking and she's like you know this doesn't look exactly the way I want it to. Maybe it's time we uh, give it a little freshen up. So, sure. Um, oh no, that's that's par for the course in the spring for a lot of folks. But uh, really quick, before we jump into the topic today, Travis, we were talking before the show about the final four, and I had to admit, <laughs> for the first time in years, I I didn't do a bracket, but the brackets kind of got blown up early. By none other than I mean some upsets like uh, Oral, Oral Roberts. What? <laughs> <laughs> Say that again, Travis. Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts Oral University. Roberts University. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable! They beat the uh, Ohio State and Florida. Beat Florida barely, barely lost to Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, I. You know, hey, if um. If COVID has taught us anything, is nothing's impossible. Don't you know? Don't uh, don't ever say never because you never know. Uh, but what? hey, I mean, of all team, I mean, hey, Loyola actually. I mean, all these tongue twister names. Loyola actually made it through uh, all the way into what, uh, like Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. 
And then, uh, then you had, let's see, you had Oral Roberts. Uh, we just like saying the name Oral Roberts. It just, you know, just, you know, one of those. He built a prayer tower, you know. He did. He did. He did. But, you know, at the university. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so before, before the show, Tony picked Gonzaga to take it all. And right now, yep. I'm going to bet you a box of Keurig calf. Uh, oh, black yeah. rifle coffee. Okay. I'm gonna take Baylor in a in an upset squeaker. It's gonna be Gonzaga Baylor in the finals, and it's gonna be Baylor squeaking it out. No, nope. uh, I'm gonna, gonna say le- I'm gonna say less than two, less than three points. It's gonna be the team named after that cheese, Gorgonzola. Gorgonzola. <laughs> That's what I call him. Gorgonzola. But it's gen- Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga. It sounds like a cheese, but uh, I'm taking Gonzaga. I think okay. they're gonna. You're taking Baylor. Wow. I'm gonna so, take uh, Baylor. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. I just got a feeling. I don't know. A, it's, a box of Keurig coffee. The the Black Rifle. And if there are any representatives from Black Rifle that would like to donate to our cause so that I can pay Tony <laughs> once I lose, then that would be there terrific. Go. There you go. Well, hey, let's get into the finances. What are we talking about today? <clears throat> Tony, one of the things I, I really do enjoy is is getting questions from our listeners, and I've gotten a few emails about this topic, and and actually about a half a dozen of the new appointments that we've had over the last week or so uh, have have all honestly had the same same uh, general don- general denominator is the the spouse in the relationship. Uh, that that usually handles the finances is generally the one that takes over the majority of the responsibility in retirement. And, and that's that's just common throughout pretty much the entire process and, and all of our experience. But one thing that I have recommended from day one on the show, from day one in our practice, because once again, the reason that I got into this business, the reason that I speak to you on a regular basis is because I have seen what happens when there is a lack of education, not only between the spouses, not understanding what is going on, but also when both spouses don't get together and make a good decision for them and their family. So <clears throat> I really, really want to talk about spousal involvement because one of the questions, and, and it's it's two sides. You know, one of the questions that I had was, you know, uh, a, a, a couple books an appointment and only one spouse comes in. And when you, when I asked the question, you know, why, you know, is, is your husband, is your wife, are, are they coming? No, they're not They're They really are not interested in the process. And Tony, that, that really, that really kind of disappoints me. It really kind of, uh, it, it really kind of, my opinion puts the the spouse that's in the meeting <clears throat> at a disadvantage and the one that's not because the spouse in the meeting obviously is a little unsure of a are they remembering everything you know two heads are better than one you know do, am i thinking when i ask the question you know how much are you going to need to live comfortably in retirement you know sometimes there are even if one spouse takes care of most of the bills there could be expenses that the other spouse doesn't realize right there are expenses that they don't think about. And then if you if you're sitting there and you're talking to a spouse and they say, well, you know, how much do you think we'll need to live comfortably? Uh, you know, there typically is a bifurcation between what each spouse believes they would need to live comfortably. And so you're you're really trying to 
trying to hit a, you know, uh, 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 you're trying to trying to hit something from the back of a moving target, back of a moving train. It's not going to happen, right? You're you're going to be shooting at one target. They're going to be shooting at another target. The two shall never meet. So, you know, one of the things that I would really encourage and, and I feel like makes a huge difference, and I know it does with our clients, um, is spousal involvement. If you're married, if you're if your household, uh, you are making decisions jointly, you know, on everything from what car do we buy next? You know, where are we going to live? Where are we going to vacation? Tony, why would you not make that decision to include your spouse in the finances? I, I just think that that's that's something that uh, that I believe everyone should should be passionate about. Maybe maybe not just one or the other, but but both should feel like they have a good grasp of what's going on. What do you think? Well, yeah, obviously, you know, with my wife and I, um, she actually handles the personal finances, like the checkbook and things, but. Right. We we found that uh, if both of us for a long time, uh, I wasn't as involved and then uh, we both got involved. We both sit down and do the budget. We both uh, do it together, uh, the financial planning. And uh, it's a it's a group effort and it's improved things greatly. Uh, Absolutely. It, it, the communication. Communica the communication relieves some of the stress. You're going to you know, they say. How many divorces are caused by because of financial issues and the openness in your relationship and working together with finances is going to actually help solve that problem and take off a lot of uh, stress and anxiety for one or both parties. So it is more important. And for my wife and I, it's really work to work together. And you have to I, I know, Travis, you've really uh, harped on this in past episodes you are really strict about you want to meet with both parties, not just one or the other. Well, uh, because, I'll, because I'll it's tell a you, team effort. Absolutely. And I'll tell you why it's uh, I had a, had a couple that came in uh, last week, I believe. And the, the, the wife actually said, she said, I, Travis, I really was dreading coming into this meeting because a, she didn't want to talk about her own, about mortality. And, you know, and when she was said, I'm, I was pretty sure you were going to ask, you know, how long do we need to plan for? And she said, I just didn't want to think about it. She said, and, and B, I really, she was like, I really don't, this this type of this type of planning uh, the financial part just really doesn't interest me she was like i i just you know i want to i want to know that we have enough money to live comfortably but you know do i care where our allocation is she was like no and, and i get that but by the end of the meeting after we went through and and actually put some put some numbers on the board, actually talk through them and talk through the psychology of why they're important and why it's important to actually know these things. She actually paid us, I feel, a great compliment. She said, Travis, she said, I really did not understand how important it was for me to be involved. She said, but now I really do believe that I am in a better position because I do know. And Tony, the reason I think that that, that spouse had such a, a profound, uh, that meeting had such a profound impact on her was because as we talk about our show, we emphasize to those that listen to our radio show, we emphasize on our TV show. It's a recurring theme at CFG Wealth Management. It's, you know, your, your spouse 
is really the surviving spouse is the one you need to be planning for. Not the not when you both are are still here to enjoy your retirement, because if if you plan so that not only when both spouses are here, but when the surviving spouse, whomever that is, if if they're going to be successful, then by default, you both are going to be successful. And that brings a tremendous amount of peace of mind uh, to a retiree and to their quality and quality of life, peace of mind. You know, that that to me is something you can't put a price on, but it, it does take work. It's not going to happen overnight. And uh, I just I really think that's probably something that that is very lacking, which is that joint communication. What do you think? Well, I would agree completely, Travis. And uh, here's the thing. Uh, I have a story that relates directly to this, uh, and it's about my own parents. Uh, My mom, unfortunately, has Parkinson's, horrible disease, uh, but she had dealt with it fairly well. But then she started having more falls, more difficulty walking. And she took a couple of bad falls, uh, one in which she hit her head, and they had to take her in. Uh, because her speech started to be affected. And then over the course of a couple of weeks after the fall, she was still at home, but she was having problems uh, getting out of bed on her own, moving. So she went into um, temporary long-term care, um, a transitional care, I guess they call it. Uh, but while she was in there, she degraded and they thought she had Lewy bodies, which was a, it's a, you know, it's kind of a, a subset of a lot of people who get Parkinson's habit. It's like dementia, but they misdiagnosed her. It was just her. She's fine now as far as her uh, a, a mental capacity. And she actually worked and, and, and is back up and running. But while she was in there, when it looked like she might be incapacitated for a long period of time mm-hmm. or maybe have dementia, my dad never did the never did anything with the finances because my mom's a bookkeeper. She does small business taxes and keeps books for business. Why, why fix it if it's not broken? Right. And that's, I mean, that's what she does. That's what she went to school for. That's what she's done all her life. And my dad is out rebuilding tractors on the farm doing, you know, he's, he's out there working with his hands, always has. So uh, he let her handle the finances, but then he called me up in a panic and I went down there and we had to scramble because they didn't have things in order. They weren't working with Travis Chance. Uh, to and they weren't working together. Uh, I mean, they had some things in place, uh, but it's all stuff my mom did. She did all the banking. So we had to get powers of attorney in place. And, and when she was lucid enough, we had to figure out the passwords to her mm-hmm. computer and all the financial. It was a mess. So uh, it, it, people, it is. Put, people put it off, like you said, Travis. But once we got everything on board, my, you know, they felt so much better and now it's all taken care of. Well, once again, you can buy a good mattress, but you can't buy a good night's sleep. You yep. you cannot you you cannot put a price on doing the planning and having the things in place prior to something happening because peace of mind. Emergencies and accidents seldom are planned. And we we don't know if, you know, is today going to be the day when one spouse takes a fall? Like you said, is yeah. is that going to be the the catalyst that brings us to the next phase? We don't know. So uh, best thing to do is just go ahead and have everything in place. And 
Tony, one yeah. of the one of the other things I want to talk about today was uh, that was a good discussion on spouses. But one of the the common uh, themes that I've gotten from both spouses that have interacted in in a, a ton of our recent meetings is, have I saved enough for those that are new new appointments after COVID? The the scare of you know the market falling and now coming back. Um, you know, with uh, currently what's going on with uh, potentially with tax increases, et cetera. Uh, you know, have I saved enough? That's probably the next most common question that we get. And, you know, I, I think it, it all comes down to what we've talked about over and over on this show. Uh, what is your distribution rate? Right. Do you know what it's going to take for you to supplement from your investments to make up the difference between your Social Security and or pension and what you're going to need to live comfortably that's that's a very very simple but very hard to pin down equation because a lot of times we see we see people that that don't give a lot of thought to it they're either going to grossly underestimate or grossly overestimate what they're going to need to live comfortably and you know there is a happy medium folks you don't have to just take money out of your IRA out of your 401k and just bank it and wait on wait on you know expenses to come and spend it you really need to have a plan on how you're going to you're going to structure your distributions, how you're going to take the money. Because, Tony, here's one of the things, you know, we have to think about. If you take money out of your 401k or out of your IRA, what what is now going to happen at the end of the year? Or what's going to happen throughout the year if you're taking it monthly or paying quarterly estimates? What, what are you going to do? It's going to be taxable income. So, you know, if you need, say, 2000 a month from your investments or 3000 or whatever, why would you pull four? Why would you pull five? Because what you're doing is, is you're volunteering to go ahead and pay that tax. Now, you know me, and if we were gonna, if we were gonna say move that money over to a Roth conversion, okay, I get it. You know, let's go ahead and bite that bullet. But if you're just putting it in your bank account just to sit on it and you know pay the taxes, that's not a good idea. But uh, distribution rate. Let's 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 also talk about this facet, Tony. Uh, you know, one of the one of the questions that I get all the time is is can we retire? Do we have enough? Well, uh, let's let's go with what the experts say. Like right. Let's 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 talk about the experts. Uh, those that that still predict the four percent distribution rate, et cetera. Well, right now. If you're planning for a 25-year retirement, so if you retire at 65, you're going to live to age 90. And let's say that your initial dis, your initial capital is $500,000. Okay, we're just using generic uh, generic advice off of these you know these online calculators, etc. If you want to live 25 years and you have $500,000 and you take four percent in distribution and you don't care about having anything left to go to your kids or grandkids, but you you will literally be broke at age 90, then you have won the game. You can retire. Uh, I wish you could cue the, uh, the, the uh, <laughs> celebration, you know, yay. Uh, but, you know, a lot of times, here's the thing. With with age 90 now becoming more the norm and actually those living over 100, that that 
demographic is getting larger by the by the day by the second you know what happens if if you don't want to plan for just 25 years what if we wanted to plan to age 100 well then you literally just went from being a 90 plus percent probability of success down to a 70 percent probability so basically two out of three you might make it tony that's not good odds whenever you're talking about retirement planning right and the problem is we don't we just don't know. Uh, I don't know anyone that has a birth certificate with an expiration date on it. Uh, you know, if 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 that's okay with you with cutting it that close, that's fine. You know, some people are like, well, hey, you know, I'll still have social security. That's true, but is that going to 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 sustain you for the remainder of your life? And do you want to reduce your income by that amount? Probably not. So that's one of the things that we talk about is don't just use online calculators because I just I just I just told you what and I'm not going to give you the name of this website, but uh, this is this is basically plug and play. If you want to live 35 years, you have 500,000, 4% distribution rate, no legacy, and you have a generic balanced portfolio, uh, you're probably going to going to maybe make it, maybe you won't, right? And and what do we want? We want certainty. We don't want uncertainty. And you know, one of the things that this is not taken into consideration, Tony, is guess what? What's that? Taxes. Ah, that, because course, because course, what tech. this and and this is why this is why I think it it's a little bit skewed because what if you needed twenty thousand to live comfortably or like we just talked about all right if uh, let's say for instance five percent distribution rate because remember we wanted two thousand dollars we were talking in previous example two thousand over and above social security to live comfortably. Well, let's go back to our original 25 year, uh, 25 year time horizon. And we have got, let's see, 25, 500,000. If you if you want 2000 to live comfortably, uh, you only have a 70 percent probability of success if you're planning for a 25 year retirement. So if you're 65 and you want to live to age 90, you're starting with 500,000 and you need two thousand dollars a month paying no tax. Two thousand dollars a month. You only have a 70 percent probability of success. But, Tony, you and I both know if all you have is pre-tax money to net the two thousand per month, you're probably going to have to take out what? Probably going to have to take out between thirty and thirty-five thousand to net the two thousand per month to put with your social security. You with me? Yep. Do you know what that that stability ratio and that success rate just dropped to? What's that? Thirty-three percent. Wow. So my point is, if you are tax diversified and you don't have to put the additional pressure on your portfolio on the nose of your plane, that literally cut your odds in half by having to adjust for taxes or a potential tax increasing environment. So that's the reason why I tell folks you can't just plan if if all you're doing 
unfortunately, and I know we're running out of time, but if all you're doing is just planning everything in an individual silo and you're not planning on how everything's going to work together, you're really doing yourself a disservice and, a, and putting yourself at a disadvantage. Your investments are important, yes, but when yeah. it comes to retirement planning, you have to make sure that not only are your investments pulling in the same direction and not only is your tax rate pulling in the same direction, but what are you going to run into healthcare-wise? What is your inflation risk? What is your interest interest rate risk with rising interest rates. All of these things are going to play into the equation, folks. And if you're not planning for them, you are literally planning to fail. Don't plan to fail. Retire by design, not by default. Give us a call here, 877-269-0839, and let us at CFG Wealth Management put you on the right path to success. All right. Thanks, Travis. And that does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement with our host, Travis Chance. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 